الحمدللہ وکفا وسلام علی عباده الذین استفا اما بعد اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم یوم لا ینفع مال ولا بنون الا من اتى الله بقلب سليم سبحان ربك رب العزت اما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم remember that day prepare for that day live every day of your life in this world for the sake of that day every second of your life for the sake of that day which day la yanfa'u mal that on that day your money your property your possessions will be of no benefit to you at all whatsoever wala banun and your sons your worldly relationships the relations you had lid dunya will not be of any benefit to you whatsoever illa man atallahu bi salim the only and only person who will be successful on that day is who brings to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a pure heart. Qalbun salim. Pure heart. Now this heart either will be pure because we kept it pure, or this heart will be pure because we made it pure. To keep the heart pure, that is called taqwa. Taqwa is from wikaya. It means to protect and safeguard the qalb from any impurity, the impurity of sin. That is one way. So one group of people who will go into Jannah, they are called muttaqeen. Because of their taqwa, they kept their heart pure. Then there's another way. There will be another group of mu'mineen who they couldn't always have taqwa all the time. They couldn't stay pure all the time. Sometimes they lapsed, they fell into sin. Like Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam said in a sahih hadith, that when a person commits a sin, a stain comes on their heart. An impurity comes on their heart. And if they keep sinning, they keep getting stained. So if a person ever committed even a single sin in their life, now they have a stain. Now they have to purify their heart to make it pure. To purify the heart, that is called Tawbah. So either we keep it pure through Taqwa, or we purify it through Tazkiyah and Tawbah. These are two options in order to get to Jannah. I don't know if there's anybody left on earth who can say that they're going to enter Jannah entirely and only from Babu Taqwa because they never ever did any sin in their life. So that means all of us are going to have to follow this path of Tazkiyah and Tawbah. We have to repent from our sin and purify our heart in order to be successful on this day of judgment. Now the strange thing is that a lot of people, especially a lot of younger people, don't even know what a qalb is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying all of the day of judgment will boil down to this. Whether we have a qalbun salim. And many of us didn't even know we had something called a qalb. What is qalb? Qalb means our spiritual heart. Qalb means the heart of our ruh. Just like a body has a heart which pumps blood, our ruh also has a heart. Our ruh also has a heart. And the function of that heart is to have feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
The function of that heart is to have the feeling of iman, and the function of that heart is to have the feeling of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That those who have iman, they're intensely extreme in their love for Allah ta'ala. That love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in our heart. Now you can understand very simply. That deen of Islam wants us to live a life based on our heart. There are however two other ways to live our life that the people in the world are offering. First way is to live our life based on our aql. To make the aql the imam of our life. Whatever we think we should do it. So a person who makes this decision that the aql will be the imam of my life they are always searching for some philosophy, some ideology, some movement, some seminar, some conference, something that nourishes their mind. And they want to live their life based on their aql. And unfortunately, some of the people in deen have also fallen into this mistake. That they think the understanding of deen and ummah will be based only on their aql. It's a big mistake. Aql alone has no value in our deen. Aql is like eyes. You cannot see anything unless there is light. So, wahi, Quran, sunnah is nur. It is the light through which our aql sees. If a person doesn't use their eyesight in light, their eyes are useless to them. If a person doesn't use their aql in the light of Quran and sunnah, that aql is useless to them. There's a second way of life. That's called to follow your nafs. To make the nafs the imam of our life. This is another mistake people make. It means they follow their desires. Whatever their nafs tells them to do, they do it. They're slave to their desires. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, That are you not amazed at that person who has made their whims, their desires, their fancies, their hawa, even the lightest suggestions of their nafs. This is hawa. Hawa means even the flimsy idea of the nafs. Not the overpowering nafs, the slightest stirring of the nafs. Not even nafs amara Just the hawa. Just the light stirring of the nafs. They even have made that their God. <laughs> Allah. So they make the nafs the imam of their life. It's another way of life. On Friday night, Saturday night, partying, sinning. Allah. Deen of Islam, make the qalb the imam of your life. And Allah Ta'ala made a human being that way. Allah Ta'ala has made us such that our aql will follow our kalb and our nafs will also follow our kalb. Why? Because aql is where we have thoughts, nafs is where we have desires, and kalb is where we have feelings and emotions. So whenever the mind, now listen carefully, whenever the mind wants to decide what to think, it will first look into the heart and see what type of feelings are there in the heart. And according to that, the mind will think, so for example, if a person has unlawful love, lustful love, romantic love, outside of nikah love, so when the mind sees that it's in the heart, so the mind is always thinking. That's the people say, I can't get rid of my thoughts. I can't stop my thoughts. I'm always thinking about so-and-so. Why? Why is your mind always having those thoughts? Because the mind looked in the heart. It's on the heart there was feelings for zone so. So the mind will base its thoughts accordingly. The nafs also looks at the heart. The nafs also looks at the heart. So if nafs sees that in your heart you have unlawful love, unlawful lust, unlawful attraction, 
So the nafs has her desires, lustful desires, attractive desires. Nafs also looks at the heart. That's why Allah subhanahu wa said to lower the gaze. Because Allah Ta'ala knew when you look, she will enter your heart. When you look, the eyes are the gateway to your heart. What you look at with your eyes goes straight into your heart indeed. Straight into your kalb. The eyes are a portal into your kalb. Then when she enters into your kalb, then your akal and nafs, they're looking at the kalb. So the thoughts and desires will be based on that. But on the other hand, if somebody had a good love in their heart, true love in their heart, love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, love for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so the akal will look for that. Akul will say, this person has love for Allah, love for Prophet So the akul is always thinking. Thinking, oh, I want to go for Umrah. Thinking, I want to pray the Hajjad. Thinking thoughts, memories, stories about the seed of the Prophet Thinking about Allah, thinking about Jannah. All the time, thoughts of zikr. All the time. Gandhi soch nahi. Achi soch. Maram Mashaik say in Urdu, Fikr ki gandagi, Fikr ki gandagi, Zikr ki pabandagi sadur. The filth of our thoughts will only be erased when we are regular and steadfast in zikr. It's the good thoughts that will put away the bad thoughts. When will the good thoughts ever come? When the person has love for Allah subhanahu in their heart? Yes, you can actually have a mind like that. Don't think this is something special for Oliya. Every believer has to try to get a mind like that, that the mind is always thinking pure thoughts, and never thinking impure thoughts. The mind is thinking about Allah SWT. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْءٌ أَنْ ذِكْرِ There are such people that neither trade, commerce, sale, nothing can distract them from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. They're always thinking about Allah Ta'ala, always feeling feelings for Allah SWT. That's what the Quran came to create, this type of person. The nafs will do the same thing. Nafs will look in the heart and see this person loves Allah Ta'ala in their heart. So the nafs will have desires, good desires. This is called nafs mutmainna. Nafs will desire what Allah desires. Can you imagine what type of nafs that is? That nafs that desires what Allah Ta'ala desires. That nafs that loves what Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala loves. When a person's nafs becomes like that, then Allah Ta'ala starts loving that person. Then Allah Ta'ala starts calling that person, Ya ayyotahan nafs mutmainna. Irji, come back. Come back, you're just too good. <laughs> yes, irji'i ila rabbik. Return to your rabb. Radiyatam mardiya. Such that you are pleased with Allah and Allah Ta'ala is pleased with you. Subhanallah. Nafs mutmainna. So lucky. May Allah Ta'ala grant all of us such a nafs. But it won't happen automatically. It's not going to happen for free. It's an effort called tazkiyah. You have to keep scrubbing, keep cleaning, keep polishing, keep nourishing. Keep purifying. Then that nafs can come out. The good nafs. So we have to work on our kalb. Now understand. Allah Ta'ala when He sends hidayah, He sends it on the kalb. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, مَن يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ يَهْدِ قَلْبَهُ But whomsoever has iman in Allah, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala sends direct hidayah on their kalb. This is one source of hidayah. Allah Ta'ala directly sends the nur of His Hidayah onto their kalb. Quran is also a type of Hidayah. Quran also Allah Ta'ala addresses to, to the kalb. Inna fi dhikra liman kana luhu kalb. That Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, indeed in this book, this kitab, there's a dhikra. There's an advice, an admonishment, a counsel. But who will get it? Who's going to receive it? Liman kana luhu kalb. 
only and exclusively for that person who has the receiver of Qur'an. The receiver of Qur'an is the Qalb. So Allah's Hidayah is on the Qalb. Hidayah through Qur'an also comes in the Qalb. Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam, his sunnah was from heart to heart. Nabi Akram didn't say ugly things. If you even read few hadith, you will see this isn't some rational intellectual lecture delivered at a conference. This is heart to heart. Heartfelt words sent to the hearts of Sahaba. This is what Sayyidina Rasulullah did. There wasn't some class on comparative religion and aqidah and why deen and tawheed is better than shirk. No need for any of that. Heart to heart. Heart to heart. This is what the greatest accomplishment of the Prophet was. Greatest accomplishment of Nabi Karim Sassam is the hearts of Sahaba. That's why Sayyidina Rasulullah when he was leaving this world, he was relaxed, he was content, he was happy. Akal would say, no, there's still things to do. You still have to jamal Qur'an. That's going to take place in Sayyidina Usman time, Musaf Usmani. Akal would say, oh, you should write down all the hadith. No. Akal would say, you should say who will be next Khalifa. No need. The Bhikram knew that I made their hearts. When the hearts are pure, Allah Ta'ala will grant them kubuliyah for everything needed in deen. The Bhikram knew, now this deen will last till the end of time. Why? Because I made a jama'ah of sahab ikram who have pure hearts. And Allah Ta'ala takes the every work of deen from the people whose hearts are pure. And then, 1300 years later, Allah Ta'ala raised another jama'ah, another group of people who had pure hearts. They're known as Akabr Ulama Deoband. Allah Akbar. They were people who were, they were actually awliyaullah. They had kalbun salim. And because they had kalbun salim, Allah Ta'ala took every work of deen from them. So much taqwa, so much adab, person of tahajjud. Still he went and gave bayat to Hazrat Dadullah Mahajjim Makri Antalai. Why? Because he wanted to go all the way. He wanted 100% purity. He didn't think, okay, it's enough that I don't say and I pray tahajjud, I'm alim, I have adab, I have akhlaq. He was all of that before bayat. Still he gave bayat. Same with Mulana Shina Mugungoy, same with Hazrat Fazal Tanvi, same with Hazrat Mulana Ilyas Tamtanlay, all of them. They first did first step. They purified their heart, they got Kalbun Salim, then Allah Ta'ala took every work of deen from them. Today people they want to skip the first step. <laughs> they don't want to do the tazkiyah. They don't want to purify their heart. They want to go straight to second step. If you don't do the first step, the second step will only be based on your mind. People will have to make strategies and planning and thinking and groups and organizations and conferences to try to do work of deen. When they do first step, Allah Ta'ala just takes the work of deen. This is the way of the awliya ulama. The awliya du'at. The awliya mubalighud. This is our history. Whether you look for sahabi karam or you look at our akamir. Same thing. The first thing they got was kalban salim. So Allah Ta'ala sends hidayah on the kalb, spiritual heart. Quran Kareem is addressed to the Kalb spiritual heart. Sayyidina Rasulullah addressed the spiritual hearts. Now who took over this task after the Prophet So he said, Al-Ulama'u Waratatul Anbiya. That there will be ulama who will take up all of the tasks of teaching the teachings of the Prophet So there was one teaching of his, Yatu Alayhim Ayah, to recite to them the verses. So there were people called Qari who take up that task. But there was a second teaching of the Prophet ﷺ. It was amazing. What is Allah Ta'ala telling us in Quran? That, 
Ya Rasulullah you're going to have to do something else. What? Even though they're your sahaba, even though I will send Quran on your heart and you will recite to them the verses of Quran, it's still not enough where you zakki him and you will have to do their tazkiyah. You have to do their tazkiyah. So there's some ulama who took up that task also. They're called awliyaullah. They're called mashayikh. They're called shayukh. Shaykh of tazkiyah. Shaykh of tariqah. Shaykh of zikr. They take up the task of tazkiyah. They take up the task of purifying people's hearts. So today there are still people who work on the hearts of others. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran, He has mentioned three different types of hearts that a person might have. Three different types of spiritual heart a person might have. First one, in Arabic we call it qalbun mayyit. It means the dead heart. The dead heart. Corpse of a heart. Who is this? This is that person whose heart is empty of iman. Because iman is the life of the heart. They may have emptied their heart of iman through shirk, through kufr, through atheism, through agnosticism, through philosophy. There may be many ways they do it, through nifaq. But they've emptied their heart of iman. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about them? For this type of person, Allah ta'ala has used three examples in Quran. First, Allah ta'ala gives the example of the blind heart. Now they're blind. What does it mean? It's not their eyes that are blind. It's their hearts that are blind. Allah ta'ala says, لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا That if only they had hearts, يَعْقِلُونَ بِهَا That they understood by means of this heart. Now the Arabic here, يَعْقِلُونَ أَقَلْ Means in our deen, if a person is a believer, even their understanding is not through their aql. Their yaqiluna biha, their understanding is from their heart. This is what deen teaches us. So Allah is saying, if only they had hearts that they understood through them, oh adhanun yasma'una biha, or they had ears that they could hear, heartfelt hearing of the revelation, but they didn't do that. So what? فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلْ absar. So it's not their eyes that have become blind. But rather it's their hearts in their breasts that have become blind. Now you tell me if somebody is blinded. If Allah Ta'ala says somebody is blind, is there any hope for them in this world? Is there any hope for them in Akhirah? They have a blind heart. Now we would think it's a tragedy if somebody was blinded in the eyes. But it's a real tragedy if somebody is blinded in the heart. There's no cure for that type of blindness. Second, Allah Ta'ala gives an example. This is called the sealed heart. That same verse, that don't you look at that person who has taken just the whisperings of their nafs as their God. This has two translations. One translation is that Allah Ta'ala has let them go astray while fully knowing about them. Second translation. And Allah Ta'ala has let them go astray ala ilm even though they had ilm. The ulama used to be terrified of this verse. But even though the person has ilm, still they chose to follow their nafs. So Allah Ta'ala lets them go astray. Now this doesn't mean just have to be just for ulama. All of us have ilm that we don't do amal on, right? All of us have this problem. That we are ala ilm, that we know things, but we don't practice them. We instead follow the basic stirrings of our nafs. So what if Allah Ta'ala does this to us? Then what happens? He lets them go astray and then, وَخَتَمَ عَلَى سَمْئِهِ وَقَلْبِ 
and Allah Ta'ala sets a seal. Allah Ta'ala sets a seal on the hearing and Allah Ta'ala sets a seal on their heart. Sealed heart. Allah Akbar. Ab jis dil par Allah Ta'ala ki mohar lagge. Kaun kholega usko? That heart that Allah Ta'ala has set a seal. Is there any force in the world that can unlock it? وَجَعَلَ عَلَى بَسْرِهِ غِشَاوَةً Then Allah Ta'ala puts veils on their perception. They cannot perceive. They can't understand. They don't see sin to be sin. They don't see taqwa to be taqwa. They lose their fruqan. فَمَنْ يَهْدِهِ مِنْ بَعْدِ Who in the world can guide this person after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has let them go astray? أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Will you not take heed? Will you not be advised by this Qur'an? So first example was blind heart. Second was sealed heart. And Allah gives the third example. Hardened heart. And then their hearts After the disbelief, disobedience that they did Their heart became hard So hard How hard? That it became like rocks Or even harder than rocks Why? Because Allah Ta'ala says that Even from the rocks springs can gush forth Even from a rock a water can gush forth but this person is so hard, the tears of Toba can't even come from them. They've hardened. Such a hard heart. Now these are the description of the heart of the unbeliever. That oh, blind heart, sealed heart, hardened heart. But in one verse of Quran, Allah Ta'ala used one of these words, not just for unbelievers. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, كَذَلَكَ يَتْبَعُ اللَّهُ عَلَى just like that, Allah Ta'ala sets a seal on the heart of who? Every person who has takambur. It's not just kufr. Everyone who has arrogance. Everyone who has pride. Maybe they have the extreme pride that they thought they didn't need to believe in Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala said the word, Kulli, kulli kalbi mutakambir. Everyone who has arrogance with jabbar and anybody who forcefully oppresses someone, uses unjust injustice on someone. That's why Sayyidina Rasulullah said that no one will ever be able to enter Jannah even if they have mithqala dhara or one atom's amount of kibber in their heart. Why? Because the heart will be sealed. <laughs> sealed. Now our awliya, mashayikh, they told us what are the signs of this dead heart? What are the symptoms? How can we check whether we have this dead heart? It's supposed to be the heart of the unbeliever. But you'll be amazed that the signs our Messiah teach us how present they are in even us. First sign, that this person is no longer interested in Akhirah, has no longing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of their hopes and dreams and aspirations and plans are for the dunya. That's all they think about all the time. This business, this money, that shop, this promotion, this job. If you ask them, okay, you're 25, what do you need to do in the next 10 years? They'll write a whole page, it's just dunya. If they're 60, you ask them, what do you have to do? They'll write a whole page, it's all dunya. Everything they're thinking about, aspiring to, it's dunya. Everything they think about, it's dunya. Allahu Akbar. Many times we share with you the saying of our Hazrat. What does he say? He says, we have not been sent to this world to live a good life. We have not been sent to this world to live a good life. We've been sent to this world to die a good death. Allahu Akbar. And this person, 
because their heart is dead. They're just interested in living a good life. I said, when they get old, what do they say? They said, I'm worried about what? What will happen to my kids after I die? I'm worried that what's going to happen to my children after I die? Arazat says, no. They should say, I'm worried about what's going to happen to my children after they die. You see, if I say I'm worried about what's going to happen to my children after I die, means I'm worried about their dunya. I'm worried that when I die, what are my kids going to do in the dunya? But if I say I'm worried that what's going to happen to my children after they die, I'm worried that what's going to happen to my kids in the akhirah. That's the asl. Very few parents think like that. Hmm? Who thinks like that? <laughs> this mashaik awliya they teach us to think. Otherwise we're deluded. We're so caught up in this world. We're so caught up in this world. Second, is that when the heart becomes dead, so that means the heart can't be the imam of his life anymore, so the nafs becomes the imam of his life. The nafs steps in and does imama of his life. That person then gets nafsi ammara. Inna nafsa la ammaratum bisu'i. Ammara means it's super commanding. It rules that person. Not even Amir, Ammar. It rules that person. Bisu'i. Not even dham, sin, su is evil. It commands that person to just do outrageous acts of pure evil. Because their heart is blind. Their heart is hard. Their heart is sealed. Now it's all nafs all the way. Allahu Akbar Kameera. Third sign is that they don't feel hesitation in sinning. They don't feel hesitation in sinning when they're alone. They will feel hesitation in sinning publicly. Not because they fear of Allah Ta'ala, but because they're afraid. Maybe they'll get caught. Maybe they'll be exposed. They're scared of zillat. They're scared of being humiliated in front of creation. But because their heart is dead, they're not scared of being humiliated in front of Allah. So they feel no hesitation in sinning when no one is looking, when no one is around, when they're alone, or maybe they're traveling and none of their friends are with them so they can look at anything and everything. They don't feel hesitation in sinning. That's a sign of the dead heart. Ata'a bin Abi Rabari used to say, جب تم گناہ کرنے کی ارادہ کرتے ہو تمام دروازوں کو بند کرتے ہو جس کے ذریعے سے مخلوق آپ کو دیکھتا ہے کیا اپنی طرف کے تمام دیکھنے والوں میں سب سے کم درجہ اپنے اللہ تعالیٰ کو دیا اور when you sin you close all the doors through which any person can see you is it only Allah Ta'ala who you're not worried about that he can see me you cover your tracks and erase your histories and conceal yourself in front of creation is it only that one Allah Ta'ala that you don't feel that you have to be concealed from? Allah Akbar. Sign of the dead heart. No hesitation in sinning when they're alone. Fourth sign is they find doing ibadat and a'mal as-salih difficult. They find it a burden. They can't do it. They don't like to do it. You tell them to pray salah for one hour, they can't do it. You tell them to watch a movie for two hours, they can do it. You tell them to do zikr for half an hour, they can't do it. You tell them to talk to their friends, they can do it. You tell them to stay back in the masjid for 20 minutes, they can't do it. 
They meet a friend, they'll sit for four, stand for 40 minutes in the parking lot and talk to him, they can do it. They find ibadat and a'mal al-salat difficult, a burden, a trial. They say, I have to force myself. I have to make myself wake up for fajr. I have to put one alarm. I have to put two alarms. I have to put three alarms. Allah Akbar. That's a sign that a person's heart's not alive. <laughs> Did you ever have to put an alarm for your major event in your life? <laughs> have you ever missed? Can somebody say, I missed the biggest meeting. I missed my flight. I missed this. Missed my operation. Huh? I got time for a doctor. There was surgery at 7 a.m. But I slept through it. Nobody can talk like that. Because those things have importance for them. So what could be more important than the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Hmm? Let me explain to you. If a person misses Fajr, the reward, because Fajr is Fard, the reward for Fajr is more than 1,000 Tahajjud. If you miss Fajr, you lost something more than 1,000 Tahajjud. We don't realize what these Faraid are, what the value of these Faraid are. They're priceless. They're irreplaceable, irretrievable. Fine, we can make qada, but the asl, the asl value of the asl fajr ada, that's not given in qada. We miss something priceless. Our mashayikh, they used to cry if they missed the hajjud once. <laughs> we don't even cry when we miss fajr once. They can't cry. We can miss it without crying. What type of heart is that? You tell me. If a person can miss fajr and wake up and not cry, what type of heart would that be? That's what they're saying. This is a hard heart. <laughs> the tears of Tawbah cannot come. They can do outrageous disobedience, khilaf fard, and they won't cry. They have a hard heart. These were supposed to be signs in a non-believer. Fifth and last sign of this type of heart is that person doesn't like nasiha. They don't want anybody to advise them. They want anybody to tell them anything. If they're a young man and they're going towards sin, their parents try to advise them. They don't like it. Then they tell their parents, that don't you ever talk to me about this again or I will leave home. <laughs> the parents don't know what to do. So then the parents go to the other son and they say, look, he's your brother. Your friends, you've been such good friends, close age. You explain to him, okay? So the brother goes, tries to explain to him that don't do this sin, don't do this, don't do this substance, don't have this addiction, don't do this. He looks at his brother and said, how dare you talk to me? Leave me alone. What does he do then? He SMSs some friend he met at some party once in his life and says, pick me up right now. And then he goes into his car and the guy says, where do you want to go? He says, take me anywhere, just take me away from home. Ya Allah, this boy... <laughs> Is saying to a stranger, pretty much a stranger, he barely knows him. He is rather getting in the car and telling the stranger, you take me anywhere, and leaving his own parents and his own brother. That heart does not want to have advice. And Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Ad-Deenun Nasiha, the deen itself lies in counsel, advice, good wishes. Wadakir fa inna dhikra tanfal mu'mineen. Dead heart. Then there's a second type of heart Allah Ta'ala mentions in Qur'an. That's called the sick heart, diseased heart. Qalbun marid, diseased heart. How does this heart get diseased? Allah Ta'ala said a deep thing in Qur'an, that whenever we sin, it's actually our heart that sins. It's actually the qalb that sins. فَإِنَّهُ آثِمٌ قَلْبُهُ 
actually it was their heart that was sinning. Wallahu bima ta'amaluna adib. Allah Ta'ala is all knowing about everything you do. Even the smallest sin, the smallest scratch you do is a sin of the heart. Whenever we sin, the heart gets sick, the heart gets diseased. So what we were supposed to do? But in the physical world, if we get physically sick, we get cured. Everybody, even if you get a slight headache, there's a pill for that. Almost every slight decrease in our physical health, we will immediately go for medicine, we will go for cure. And if we're quite sick, we will be quite serious about getting a cure. But the problem we make is that when we get sick of the heart, we don't go for the cure. What does it mean? The very first time we misused our eyes, we should have ran to some sheikh and said, Sheikh, I don't know, I know Quran says tell me to lower my gaze, but I'm sick, I couldn't do it, fix me. We don't do it. We don't go for cure. We don't go to the spiritual doctor, so we keep sinning. The very first time we felt some feeling of envy or jealousy or did backbiting, we should have gone straight to the doctor and said, look, I got sick today. I got angry with somebody today wrongfully. I felt envy with somebody wrongfully. I used my tongue wrongfully. I said foul words today. I'm sick. Just like the second you get sick, you go to the regular doctor. We don't do that. So what happens then? If a person doesn't try to cure themselves of their spiritual illness, then Allah Ta'ala says, That in their hearts is a sickness, then Allah Ta'ala will increase them in their sickness. Okay, you're not lowering your gaze and you're not going to the doctor either. Okay, I'll give you more lust. Yes? Then that boy who committed sin of lust once, he's committing it ten times. His lust will go up. Okay, you do ghibat, you did it once, twice, okay, and you didn't try to get cured, you didn't try to cure yourself of the sickness, Allah will increase you. Then ghibat will become your adat. Okay, you got angry once wrongfully with your wife, and you didn't go to shaykh and say, how to make me a husband like Sayyidina Rasulullah was the husband, you didn't try to get cured, Allah says, okay, I make you more angry. You will become an uncontrollably angry person. That's for those people who don't try to cure their illness. But this is diseased heart. Diseased heart. Uh, what's the sign of this heart? Sign of this heart is this person is in flux. Just like physically, when a person is physically sick, sometimes they're healthy and sometimes they're sick. There are parts of them that are healthy and parts of them that are sick. So this person has behaved the same way in deen. Maybe part of them is healthy, they pray salah. But part of them is sick, they don't have good adab akhlaq. It's like a sick person. Sick person says, okay, my knees are sick, but the rest of their heart is fine. Their lungs are fine. Like a sick person. Partly healthy, partly sick. Maybe they're very nice to their friends, but they're very mean to their wives because they're kalbun muris. They're partly healthy, but partly sick. Or sometimes they act very healthy. They come to masjid, they come to bayan, they spend time with shaykh, they study ilm, they teach in maktab, they do dawah, they go on tabliq. Sometimes they do things that make them awliya rahman. But then at the same time, sometimes they do such unspeakable, shameless sins that they're like awliya shaitan. Mixed. Mixed. Kalbun muri. They're mixed. They're in flux. They're in flux. Then what happens is, the next sign is that sometimes their sickness... Mm, takes over them. They feel a surge, like sometimes a person gets a high fever. 
So when they get that surge of sickness, then Allah Akbar. Then there's no stopping them from sin. No stopping them from sin. Then they say these things. So they say, oh, I was overcome by my anger. Oh no, I was overcome by my lust. Oh, I was overwhelmed by this. That's what they say. Because the sickness came ghalib on them. Sickness came ghalib on them. So they have to get cured. This is called tazkiyah. This is called toba. That's why we go to our mashayikh. That ask the people of zikr if you don't know. If you don't know what? If I don't know how to get taqwa. I don't know how to feel Allah Ta'ala my salah. I don't know how to have the soft kindness of the Prophet I don't know how. I know these things, but I don't know how to be like that. So fas'alu, you have to go ask. Fas'alu ahl dhikri go ask the people who have remembered how to do it who know how to do it, who live their life like that. Hence Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen That, oh, you have iman, adab, taqwa. Every person is being addressed. Every alladheena amanu have to do kunu ma'as sadiqeen. It's something that's for some of us or for few of us. No. All alladheena amanu, all of them have to do kunu ma'as sadiqeen. This is the way our deen has put this cure for this kalbun mariz. Our deen has put cure for the sick heart. Look, in this world, you'll be amazed how much people try to cure their physical sickness. Amazed. Once we saw a cancer patient, 70 years old. Auntie, 70 years old. She said, no, I want to go for chemotherapy. You know, chemotherapy is extremely poisonous substances. She's losing her hair. She became bald. She lost her eyebrows. She became so thin and so weak. But she said, no doctor, you tried to cure me. Now she's already 70. If she gets cured, how many more years can she live? How many more years? What is she doing it for? For a couple of more years, few years at most. But I was amazed at the himma that she was going for her physical taskiyah. Hmm? So whatever it is, put it in me. Then I thought that if any mu'min would be like that, <laughs> if any mu'min could go to Sheikh and say, give me spiritual chemotherapy, that how many people present themselves like that to Mishraq, but I'm sick, just take it out of me. Take this lust out. Take this anger out. Take this envy out. Take this maras out. Whatever you do, I will do it. That's how people talk to the doctor. They say, doctor, whatever you say, I'll do it. Whatever medicine you give me, I'll do it. You want me to go to the other city for treatment, I'll go. People go to other countries for treatment. That's how much they try to cure their physical health. Even this much we have seen, that if the doctors say, look, we can't cure you, then they say, okay, there's one experimental drug. You sign this form. You give up all your legal rights. And we have no idea it may have side effects. But we'll try it on you. You sign the form says, cure me. This is the extent they go to cure their physical illness. So when are we going to go to some serious extent to cure our spiritual illness? Hmm? In our deen, these salihin, muttaqin, they went, they did serious effort. Serious effort called mujahada for their islah, for their tazkiyah to become purified of their sins. They took it seriously. They took their tazkiyah seriously because Allah Ta'ala said, you have to have kalbun salim. Allah Ta'ala made a system, mashayikh are like the spiritual doctors. 
Khanka is like the spiritual hospital. The dhikr adhkar that they teach is like the spiritual medicine. The bayans and majlis they give is like the spiritual intensive care. Allah has made a system of tazkiyah. We have to also be the willing patient. We have to present ourselves for that tazkiyah. And alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also mentioned third type of heart in Quran. That's called kalbun salim. Kalbun muni, abdun muni, Allah Akbar. What an incredible thing. What a wonderful person that must be. Free of all of these signs, free of these symptoms. This should be our dream. This is our dream. This Our whole life could be lived to get this kalbun salim. In fact, our whole life must be lived to get this kalbun salim. Free of the maras, free of the disease, free of the sickness, free of the symptoms. Pure heart. Kalbun Salim. What are the signs of this heart? Many signs. In one hadith, Nabi Akrim Sallallahu mentioned, Man ahabba lillah, wa abghada lillah, wa ata'a lillahi, wa mana'a lillah. In that person who all their loves are for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. It means they don't have any wish of their own. They love what Allah Ta'ala loves. They love who Allah Ta'ala loves. They love pleasures that Allah Ta'ala allows. And they dislike, detest only what Allah Ta'ala dislikes. They have no personal dislikes. But I personally don't like that person. There's no personal enough. They're finished. Mid-game. There's no me, my personality, mere mizaj, mere tabiyat, mere ruwaya, mere rujan. It's all finished. It's just everything in them is lillah. Everything is for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. The two most powerful emotions of the heart, love and hate, all for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That's kalbun salim. Heart is pure of all ghairullah. Then this means... Ata'alillah uh, and mana'alillah means that they give for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Mukhlisina luhuddeen. Only for the sake of Allah. If they stop something, or refuse something, or refrain from something, they do all of that for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Now the question is that why don't we have this Kalbun Salim? What if the Mashaikh diagnosed? Why don't we have it? So our Mashaikh have taught us that we don't have Kalbun Salim because one of three unlawful loves has entered into our heart. And if anyone, and for some of us maybe we have two of them, and some of us maybe have three, all three of them, if any one of these unlawful loves enter into our heart, we won't have Kalbun Salim. First unlawful love is unlawful love for ghair mahram. Lust, romance, infatuation, fantasizing, interest, even glancing. Yes, even glancing. It's enough to take away Kalbun Salim. Ye baut barik cheez hai. Ye Kalbun Salim ke bade naaz nakhre. Ye bardaas ne karta ye cheez. It's a very delicate matter. It will not remain Salim when we do these things. Some people have this illness that they fall in love with one particular ghair mehra. And some people have the chronic disease. Yes. Chronic disease. One, two, multiple, any, many, dozens, strangers, pictures, images, all of it. Allah Akbar. 
Now, you know when physically when somebody has chronic disease. Hmm? Let me tell you. Imagine if I told you there's somebody who's physically sick. How? They have lung cancer. And they have lip cancer. And they have prostate cancer. And they have leukemia. And they have leprosy. The person has all of these. And they have hepatitis. And they have typhoid. And they have multiple sclerosis. You would say, Ya Allah. You would have so much ram on that person. We are just like that person. We have spiritual cancer of lust. And we have spiritual cancer of greed. And we have spiritual cancer of envy. And we have spiritual cancer of arrogance. We're even worse off than that person. We have so many spiritual illnesses in us. Hmm? We don't realize. <laughs> we don't realize. Imam al-Ghazayi wrote that the condition of people, he was writing then in his ayah, that the condition of people, it's like a leprosy, leper, who denies his leprosy. Even when somebody shows him a mirror, he wrote, he denies his leprosy. Neymar. <laughs> Doesn't accept it. So our Mashaikh and their Bayan Majaz, they try to show us mirror. But people don't accept it. They say, no, no, I'm fine. I don't need this Tazkiyah. I'm just exactly fine the way I am. I don't need this effort, this Mujahida, this Ragra. It's a mistake. <laughs> we can only delude and deceive ourselves. Nobody can delude and deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> when Allah ta'ala examines this Kalb, huh? You know, Allah Ta'ala is going to have such a fine examination. <laughs> it's more than any MRI and CAT scan. This kalb is going to be scanned on the Day of Judgment to see if it's kalbun saling. So that's the first unlawful love. This unlawful love for ghair mahram. This is preventing us from having kalbun saling. That's why we have to understand its cost. People don't realize they think that, okay, maybe I get this pleasure of looking at something, doing something, and it's just some small halka sin, and I can make toba later. You don't understand? It's a big cost. It's a very, very big cost. Sayyidina Rasulullah said that when a person doesn't lower their gaze, they lose the halawat of iman. They lose the very sweetness of their iman. What else is there for us? <laughs> What else, what other sweetness is there on this earth in the entire universe that can replace the sweetness of Iman? Is there some pleasure you think? That's what we think. We're foolish. We think that the nafsi pleasure, the dunyavi pleasures can replace the lazat of ibadah. We're crazy to think like that. Second unlawful love, that if a person has it in their heart, they won't have kalbun salim, that's love for the dunya. Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Hubbun dunya rasukulli khati'ah. That love for the world is the source of all evil. Love money. Having money is fine. Earning money is fine. Attaining in the world, achieving in the world, accomplishing in the world, within halal is fine. Loving the world, not fine. That's where Deen of Islam draws the line. We cannot love the world. How do we know if we love the world the test for this Ramashayik I've written is called Hasra. Hasrat. What does it mean? That if you feel longing for it, when you miss it, that means you love the world. So if there was some business opportunity you missed out on and you feel sad, that means you love the world. If there was some deal that you missed, you feel sad, it means you love the world. 
There was some investment that you missed. You feel sad. It means you love the world. Whatever a person feels sad about when they miss it, that's a sign they love something. You miss the Hajjud, you don't feel sad. It means you don't love Allah. You miss Fajr, you don't feel sad. It means you don't love Allah. You miss the opportunity to lower your gaze and you looked instead. And you don't feel sad. You don't love Allah. Whatever you miss out on and feel sad, that's a sign that you love that thing. This is exactly the proof that we do love dunya. This is why we need our mashaykh. Otherwise, many of us, maybe we thought, you pass yourself very quickly. You think that you don't have it. But when the mashaykh open up that this is the test, then we realize so many of us have it. So many of us do have it. It's just inside, it's secret inside us. But we have it. We have it. Third, unlawful love. That if it comes in our heart, it prevents us from having kalbun salim. That is love for ourself. Hum binafs, hum bija. It's called ujub. We love ourselves. We think that we're wonderful. That I'm great. I'm talented. I'm skilled. I'm capable. Mere jaise pura khandan mein koi dana nahi hai. I'm wise. I'm educated. I'm rich. Whatever. When a person starts loving themselves, then also this prevents them from having the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevents them from having kalbun salim. So these three unlawful loves, unlawful lust, unlawful greed, love for the material world, and unlawful love for ourselves, this is the main effort of tazkiyah. That we have to remove these things so we get kalbun salim. The last thing for tonight then, how do our mashayikh teach this tazkiyah? Very simple. Very simple process. First, it's called the talimat of tazkiyah. So our mashayikh, they give bayan, they give majlis, they write books. And they explain all the practical teachings of Islam. It means the things that we practically need to have. Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, love for the Prophet how to control anger, how to control desires, how to have sugar, how to have sabr. This is what they do. They're teachers of tazkiyah. So very simple, you just have to listen to their talimat, or read their books, and apply them in your life. You have to practice them. You must apply it. It's not a theoretical science, it's applied science. You have to apply that tazkiyah. Second, our mashayikh teach zikr. They teach some zikr that if a person does the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the zikr preserves their fard, the zikr guards their wajib, the zikr makes them love the sunnah. This way Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, لَكَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ hasana." That you have in you, for you, in the Prophet Sallallahu a beautiful and noble example. Who? For that person who yearns for Allah Ta'ala وَلِيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ And yearns for the last day. And ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا And that person who remembers Allah Ta'ala a lot. They will find the sunnah beautiful. So the purpose of doing zikr is to fall in love with sunnah. That's Qur'an. That's how Allah Ta'ala explained it. So what does the zikr our mashayikh teach? Number one, that every day we should recite Qur'an al kareem Every day we need the nur of Qur'an. Recitation of Qur'an. Tilawah to Qur'an. Because Allah Ta'ala says the Qur'an is shifa. Shifa for the kulub. It's a cure for the hearts. So that's why our heart is sick. Because we're not using the daily medicine. We're not doing daily tilawah. So every day we should recite Qur'an for the niyat that we want to get the shifa of the Qur'an. 
We want our heart to be cured of its sins. Second, zikr is to send the root shayf on Nabiya Kareem sallallahu But we have to say it with feeling. You have to say it with feeling. If you just say the words of the Shreef, you get ajr and sawab, but you don't get tazkir. Baat ambat. Lisani zikr jab dil ke baghair kiya jata hai, to ajr sawab milta hai, usse tazkir ne hota. Or jab lisani zikr dili kefiyat se kiya jata hai, to pher us lisani zikr se tazkir hota hai. Has to be heartfelt. If you even say the Shreef once from your heart, oh so much noor you will get, so much tazkir will be done. Because your heart was feeling love for the Prophet Your heart was making dua for the Prophet That heart felt through the tazkiyah of our heart. So a hundred times a day, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadun wa barik wa sallam. Third zikr is that every day we should make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because every day we do some impurity. So every day we should purify the kalb. Astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli dhanbin wa atubu ilayh. But again with the heart. Sometimes your heart can feel you're making istighfar for all sins. Sometimes you can target it. For example, if you miss Fajr Sunday, make tasbih of istighfar. Allah Ta'ala, I seek your forgiveness for whatever sins I did in my life due to which you didn't want to see my face at Fajr today. If you get angry with somebody, make istighfar that I seek your forgiveness for whatever sins I did in my life due to which my heart became so hardened, I behaved so badly and poorly and angrily with, with even my loved ones. So you have to target your istighfar. Target the cleaning. Like when you clean your clothes and there's a particular... When you drop the food, you target the soap and the stain. But you have to make an effort in your istighfar. It's not just enough to roll it off without even thinking about your sin, without even thinking or feeling the feeling of tawbah. Make the feeling of tawbah in your heart and then recite istighfar and see how it does your tazkiyah. Fourth, zikr that our Mishaik teaches is that we have to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When? We have to remember Allah ta'ala in the workplace, in the office, in the shop, in the home. We can't just be doing tazkiyah only when we're in masjid, only when we're in bayan, only when we're in sohbat, only when we're in dawat. Those are places that are pure of sin. Who is sitting in the masjid? Who is sitting in madrasa? Who is sitting in dawat? Who is sitting when they're with their shaykh? No, the maidan of tazkiyah is when you're back in your regular life. When you're in your regular routine. When you're back in the office, back in the shop, walking in the market, sitting in your car, meeting people, that's when you have to do tazkiyah. That's the danger zone. How can it be that we remember Allah Ta'ala in the safe zone and we forget Allah Ta'ala in the danger zone? Sajid? So this zikr, to keep remembering Allah Ta'ala out there. This in Arabic is called wakuf qalbi. It means that always remind your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala no matter what you're doing. In every worldly activity. Just make niyat that, Ya Allah, I'm going to be working in the shop today. I make niyat that my heart is remembering you and I'm working. This niyat, just make niyat of zikr. Like you put the light on, once it's on, now you work and you get all the nur, you're working in the nur. This is that easy. Niyat is zikr, so zikr naseeb hota hai. Ham to niyat hi nahi karte, ye tumhara masna hai. Ham niyat tak nahi karte. We don't even make the intention. So any activity that we do to make niyat of zikr throughout the whole activity. And the fifth and last zikr that our mashayik teaches to do is called muraqabah. Muraqabah zikr kalbi. Muraqabah is a special zikr. It means to remember Allah Ta'ala in your heart. 
kalb. Allah bezikrillahi tatma'innul kulub. To remember Allah Ta'ala in our heart in a special way. Why am I saying special? To remember Allah Ta'ala in our heart in such a way that we forget everything else. And this we can't do all the time. So 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, once a day, twice a day, more if you have more time. Sit down and say, Ya Allah, I make niyat. And now I'm going to remember you and I'm going to forget everything else. وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا Make dhikr of the name of your Rabb. The name of our Rabb is Allah. وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا Make, focus in on that name so much that everything goes out of focus. وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ Focus on that name so much. تَبْتِيلًا That everything else goes out of focus. At this you'll have to practice. not going to happen the first time you sit. You may have to sit for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, every day for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. You keep at it. Keep scrubbing. Keep scrubbing. Keep scrubbing. Keep scrubbing. One day, inshallah, the nur of iman of the kalb will shine forth. Then you will say, yes, actually, there was one minute there that I actually did forget everything. I forgot everything in the world and I was only remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's called zikr. That's actually the real zikr. In Quran, Allah Ta'ala called it tabattu. Later in Arabic, Mashaikh came up with even more words, fana, mad, istighraq. What Allah Ta'ala calls tabattu in Quran. We need to get that. We need to be able to at least have some moments in the day where we actually make such a strong zikr of Allah Ta'ala that we remember Him and only Him and we forget everything else. This is the zikr of Kalbi Mashaikh teach. So when a person practices these five mamulat, these five dhikr it's their daily regimen for tazkiyah. And then they listen to the talimat, bayanat of mashayikh, then they learn how to do their tazkiyah, then they practically do their tazkiyah. And if they do these two things, follow the talimat and practice the mamulat, follow the teachings and practice the dhikr, then they can do another thing which is called rabita. Then they should be in touch with mashayikh to learn more about dhikr, to go further in tazkiyah, to go deeper in dhikr. So we'll stop over here and we'll make adhan and we pray Isha Salah. After Isha Salah, then I will spend five more minutes with you explaining the zikr and then we will make dua after Isha Salah. Wa akhirun da'wana. Anan hamdulillahi rabbit amin.